0: just about to go get a drink and... see you dressed up for the occasion. Let's go get a drink. Come I on. want a drink. I just want to know why you've been fucking with me. What are you talking about? You haven't been texting me and you've been sending me threats Jay, and fuck. fucking with my phone, Rob? What the fuck are you talking about, man? You high something? Just fucking admit it. You've been fucking with my phone, Rob. I got no idea what you're talking about. You're fucking sick, Rob. And you can't deal that Karen's with me. So just fucking man up and deal with it and stop fucking with my phone. You're a freak. I think it's time you get the fuck out of my house.
1: Jake, gone. Hey, hey, hey. Jake!
0: He's in cardiac arrest. Sir, you should let us take over. Give me the Narcan. Hey. Are you sure about this? It's been a traumatic day, an emotional time. You do not have to make this decision right now. Dad. I have never been more sure about
1: anything in my entire life. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah! It's, well, it's, uh, welcome uh, everyone to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host Viz, and it is my honor tonight to welcome our very special guest, Ronan Rubenstein, star of Smiley Face Killers, and who we all know as T.K. Strand on 911 Lone Star. Ronan, thank you so much for agreeing to be here with us. How are you doing tonight, man?
0: I'm good, man. I'm I'm really good. I just, it's funny. It's it's kind of interesting timing. I just found out that this gigantic uh, fan page on Twitter uh, has like a million followers. Wow. Um, they just had a gigantic award show and voted um, myself as their favorite uh, dramatic actor in a TV series. <laughs> Uh, they voted (laughs) us as their favorite couple, uh, from number one, Lone Star, uh, best kiss and, uh, and Rafael Silva won, uh, best Brazilian actor. So it's, uh,
1: that's awesome.
0: And I think it was like over 60,000 people voted. So it's, um,
1: wow. It's
0: pretty ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm sort of. I'm sort of buzzing right now. Sorry. I
1: can imagine. That is quite an honor right there. So let's let's start off with Smiley Face Killers, okay? Now, Smiley Face Killers is inspired by true events that started way back, like, in the mid-90s through the 2010s. How much of the story, uh, the real-life story of the Smiley Face, well controversy let's call it controversy for right now did you know about when you took when you took on the role of jake graham
0: oh i I, you know i just quickly did a, a google search just to sort of see what was even happening in that realm and um you know i i knew that it was sort of brett's uh own personal take on it um you know it says it's based on true events um but i think it was it's, it's more inspired by by these events mm-hmm. um, and I think he sort of just took sort of he took some facts and some um, some of the I guess evidence from the from the real-life events and sort of turned that into his own story and turned that into his own uh, characters and eventually his own film um, so I just did a quick quick little research um, and just wanted to you know be uh, aware of, of what we were even um, gonna
1: talk about yeah uh, me too uh after i saw the movie i was aware i've heard of him in the past uh, about the smiley face killers there was a bunch of documentaries done on them and the controversy lies between law enforcement who has taken a look at these killings throughout the united states and as opposed to the fbi and their criminal profilers who, that's where the split is. Local law enforcement believes this is the work of serial killers. The FBI profilers think that it's just completely unrelated. Uh, what do you think? What's your personal opinion on the little bit of research that you have done on whether, like I said, your opinion? I just shared, my opinion is it is serial killers, like the movie depicted. Do you believe it's more likely a band of serial killers, or is it just damn coincidence?
0: I think, and I'm sort of taking this from the documentary that came out last year, I think it in in the 90s, I wouldn't be surprised if it did start with a group of of killers um, pretty much like a cult uh, and then branched off into this sort of copycat scenario
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but I do believe that I mean look I, I wouldn't put it past something like this happening you know we've had crazier killers in the past uh, especially in um, American history
1: Exactly. Uh,
0: I, I, I wouldn't be surprised I do think that it started off as a group and then probably branched off uh, into into copycat groups. Gotcha. But, yeah, I, I, I sort of think that's what happened.
1: Okay. I could definitely see that. Now, walk us through on how you got the lead role in Smiley Face Killers.
0: It's interesting, man. Uh, before there was ever any audition process, I had dinner with um, Brady Stanellis and my manager, um, and it was sort of a, uh, introduction to each to each other, sort of like, Hey, there's this kid on the come up in Hollywood. And obviously, you know, for me to meet Brett was like a complete honor, um, mm-hmm. and I was obsessed with his books. And I really, really enjoyed his movies, even though a lot of people did not. Um, and then, you know, we met, had a, had a nice dinner. Didn't really, you know, I, I don't think the movie was brought up once. Um, and then my manager after that told me, he's like, you know, there might be a script, uh, that should come out soon. Um, so let's just, you know, we'll keep our eyes out. And of course, I think it was literally a couple of weeks later, um, the audition came up. I went in, um, uh, had one, one audition. Uh, and then after that I, I had a job in New York and then I found out while I was doing the, the film in New York that they wanted to see me for pretty much like a producer callback. Okay. Uh, but I couldn't do it in person because I was in New York and they were in Los Angeles. So we sort of did like what most people are doing right now. We sort of did this like video chat casting call. And it was Freddie Stanellis, Tim Hunter, and our producer Braxton Pope. Pope. Um, and uh, I did this sort of weird callback audition with them, uh, I think through like FaceTime or Skype. Um, and then the next day I found out on set actually that I got the part Um, and it was it was a really cool moment because I got to celebrate with the with the cast and crew of the film that I was currently doing Uh, and then I knew that you know luckily I had a job um, coming up Uh, but I don't think I truly realized how um, difficult and special this film was going to be until you know I really started talking to Brett and our director and our producer and you know, I knew that I was in for, for one hell of a ride with this film, for sure.
1: Now, explain to us, uh, you know, people who have never been in your situation, what's it like when you get the news that you are going to be getting your first starring, lead star role in your in a movie? How does that feel? Well, sir, it was actually my uh,
0: second lead
1: oh uh, my bad I'm sorry
0: (laughs) excuse me (laughs)
1: Um,
0: it it was was definitely the biggest um, leading role I've had so far in my career Um, but it is uh, I think the biggest thing that comes through is a gigantic sigh of relief because you know you get said no to so many times in this industry Um, And it was just so nice to finally, you know, have something click and and just to get to work, you know, and and get to do this craft. Um, But then I think, you know, after the excitement period, uh, at least for me personally, I started thinking about, oh, okay, this is actually, this is going to be intense. Because I I, I read the script and, you know, I, I knew what this character would, what it would take to portray this character, you know. Um, whether it was the it was the mental aspect of the film or the physical aspect of the film, um, so it was a gigantic wave of emotions. It was every emotion you could think of.
1: I can imagine. Uh,
0: it's usually the initial the initial emotion is usually excitement and relief, um, and then you go you you click into work mode and you're like, okay, this is gonna be intense.
1: How long? Uh, well, first of all, did shooting. Uh, was the entire movie shot in California?
0: No, actually, uh, most of the film—I would probably say ninety-five like percent of the film—was shot in Nevada, wow. uh, just outside of Vegas. Um, and then our our last, I think, week of shooting was in Los Angeles for all the beach scenes.
1: Okay, okay. That's and the, interesting.
0: And the um, and the college campus was in Los Angeles as well. So. Those two things were in Los Angeles and the rest was in Nevada.
1: Wow. Did not know that. Now, we know your character, Jake, was dealing with a lot of personal issues that were never really told uh, or explained to us as viewers. Uh, when you were preparing for the role, did you create a backstory in your mind for the character of Jake to help you in how to portray him?
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I knew a little bit from speaking to Brett that there was probably some history of probably trauma with his father. Um, we never even speak about the dad. Um, we have a slight hint about the mom. Um, and for, for, for my own, for my own sort of backstory, I made that relationship pretty rough. Um, I, I intended to make that relationship, uh, a very difficult, um, son and mother relationship. Um, probably a lot of history of, you know, fighting and, and, uh, just, just a unhealthy relationship. Um, and then, you know, obviously the big thing that we do portray in the film is his, um, his issue with, uh, with depression. And, yeah. um, and, uh, you know, pretty much it's, you know, it's, a it's, it's a, it's a thing that is very tricky. Um, and a lot of people suffer from it. And, you know, the, the sad thing about it is that a lot of people, you would never even know that they suffer from depression. And, you know, there's not sort of one way that, someone suffers from depression or looks like they suffer from depression it could be it could literally be anyone I think that's why it was so crucial to portray Jake as this you know very athletic and handsome and you know you could probably assume that you know he's he's doing well in life and he has a you know a beautiful sweet girlfriend and a funny handsome best friend and he plays sports and everything's fine but actually, it really isn't. Um, and I think that's a big thing about about mental health overall, is that you don't really know who is suffering on the inside. Um, and, and I find that uh, very, very, very crucial in this film. And I think a lot of the people, especially critics, um, that sort of can't see past that, I think they don't really... I think they didn't take the time to truly see why we portrayed Jake the way we did. Um, it wasn't to be, you know, um, uh, I guess you could call it homoerotic or, or, or you know, uh, or, or sexualize young men. It's actually to show that it could be anybody and, and, and not to judge a book by its cover.
1: Exactly. Once, uh, once you peel back the layers, uh, everybody suffers. For me, it's anxiety. You know whether it's anxiety, depression. Once you peel back the outside facade from anybody, there's a level of depression and anxiety in the majority of the population, and that's why I think the way you portrayed the role on Smiley Face Killers was phenomenal. You did a great job at bringing that to life on the screen.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was a difficult headspace to be in. Um, You know, there's a lot of research about what it is to even suffer from depression. Um, And, you know, I just wanted to approach it uh, as respectfully and and honest as I could. Um, And, uh, you know, luckily I had tremendous help from my castmates and my director. And, 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 you know, I I think an X factor of the film is our DP. The way they shot Jake, you know, with... A lot of the shots put him in isolation. A lot of shots made him feel like he is alone. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think I think the camera was a crucial character in this film.
1: Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So I appreciate it, man. No, yeah, no. I mean, it's the God's honest truth. Now let's move on to a viewer question. Uh, this is from Powell Strand on Instagram. Wants to know: Do you plan on doing more movies in between shooting Nine One One Lone Star?
0: Oh man, fingers crossed. Um, Truly, Uh, the plan for me—I'm sort of a workaholic. Um, I hope to work as much as I can, uh, as much as my schedule allows me to. Um, And if that means that I can do a film in between seasons, I will 100% do that. Um, You know, I'm—I'm—I'm. I guess you can sort of say I'm obsessed with this this craft that we do and, and this job and you know I I truly am my happiest on set um, being around people that love what we do and and, and, and truly like diving into into the work and, and telling these amazing stories and you know every story is different and every character is different. Um so if I could maintain that I definitely I definitely would like to. Yes.
1: Awesome. Now where did uh smiley face killers uh Coincide with you shooting the first season of *Lone Star*? Was it before, during, after?
0: It was way before. the The crazy thing about *Smiley Face Killers* is, we shot it the summer of twenty seventeen. Wow. So it's been a very long time, you know, and and um, you know, and it's it's a difficult film, first of all, to um, get funding for. Uh, it, it's a uh, it's a pretty difficult film to market because it's not your quintessential you know uh, slasher or or genre film. Um, it's it's a uh, I think it's this beautiful hybrid of thriller and drama. Um, you know, and we obviously have some of the slasher aspects to it, very much so in the final act. Oh yeah. Uh, but I think it's a you know I think it's a very special hybrid of what kind of genre it is. So I think. There was some issue figuring out what sort of market to release this film with, Um, and then you know it's I'm 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 grateful that it came out when it did because you know obviously I was able to attract more eyes with Lone Star, um, and you know I was able to you know have more people watch this film, Uh, and I think if you know if Smiley Face came if it was released before Lone Star came out. Um, I don't think it would have had the same effect. Um, so I'm very grateful that it came out when it did, and I'm beyond grateful that you know a lot of the people that watch Lone Star uh, were able to connect with Smiley Face Killers. Um, you know, they're very drastically different projects. Um, but I think what's interesting about Jake Graham and TK Strand is that they both suffer from from mental illness. Yes. Um, So it's a a very interesting connection that I think people are making.
1: You're you're right. Um,
0: And they're both very layered, complicated characters. So uh, I'm I'm just grateful that people are finally able to see it.
1: And if I was to label Smiley Face Killers, I would call it a psychological horror, a cult, uh, as well as a drama. It is a very diverse film. It doesn't just fit into one box. It's very diverse. Now, in the movie, these cult of, you know, these killers, this cult, see you as someone, as they refer to as Galilee. Galilee is never explained to us. Did the writers share with you what were these killers' motivations and who was Galilee Galilee to them?
0: I think think the clearest sort of, depiction of, of him is in the van when the camera starts panning across Mm -hmm. all of the sort of artwork that's on the wall of the van. Um, you know, and it seems like to be this young man that was, you know, used for these ritualistic murders. Um, so I think they sort of insinuated that it's a, probably a mythological sort of character. That was used for, you know, for for these sacrificial killings. Um, I I don't know if that's even out there. Um, I, I I wonder if that's something that Brett came up with on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's sort of the realm of who he is, and you know, it's these group of people that believe in something, and then they take it to the extreme.
1: You know, exactly. Now, do you think the cult targeted Jake? Uh, because they picked you out of a crowd at random? Or do you think they knew about your personal issues and it was someone that they saw they can easily manipulate and ultimately get away with murder?
0: So, my answer has changed throughout this year. I think if you look at the first two people that they kidnapped in the beginning of the film... Mm -hmm. It seems very much so like it was, uh, you know, they just picked someone out of a crowd. They picked the, you know, sort of the athletic, handsome guy um, out of the crowd. Uh, But I think the kidnapping of Jake was a bit more nuanced because they were able to do this sort of cat and mouse thing with him. uh, And and they probably, in my head at least, I think they did probably – do a little bit of their research and knew that he was suffering with, you know, with depression and probably um, a bit of uh, of paranoia. Um, So that in that way they could pretty much mess with Jake's head. And then, you know, if he would ever bring it up, uh, his friends and family would sort of put it off as, oh, you're just being paranoid again, you're, you know, it's another one of your episodes. So I think it's very much both. but I think with Jake specifically, I, I I do think they did some of their research.
1: Do you feel that between TK and Jake, uh, Jake is the more challenging character that you've had to portray between those two?
0: Absolutely. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, you've had you you got the chance to, uh, on Smiley Face Killers to work with uh, the great uh, Crispin Glover, who is very yeah. creepy as the hooded figure. What was it like working with Crispin?
0: You know, I, I wish I wish I had more information because I saw him, I saw him on set twice. I saw him uh, sort of just like walking throughout set, um, and then the second time I saw him was when he was getting his uh, his prosthetic put on. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we've had like very brief sort of interactions. Um, but you know, the, the one time we shared a screen, I'm tied up in the back of the van and he's driving in the front. So yeah. it's, we, we never really got to you know share a screen properly.
1: Did you see any of his prior work? Like for me, I mean, he's the dad from Back to the Future. You know what I mean? It, yeah. So, I mean, it's like iconic to see him Charlie again.
0: Like he's, yeah, his career. You know, and, and, and River's Edge. You know, I, I, I weirdly watch River's Edge I think like a year before Smiley Face Killers even came up. Um, and, you know, he was very young in that film and mm-hmm. such a, a amazing and, and unique character. Uh, so, I, you know, I was very much familiar with his work. Um, I do wish we were able to, you know, work together on screen more. more. But it's okay. That's
1: cool. Uh, the sequence from the time Jake got abducted, stripped down, and then eventually escaped, recaptured. How difficult was it to shoot that sequence of events? You are, like, practically naked, tied in the back of the van. You're escaped. You're running down the street practically naked. How, was that difficult to shoot? Was it? Uh, did it put a physical toll on you?
0: Yeah. I, I've said it so many times. This is the most difficult job i've ever had in my life um i think both physically and mentally definitely physically uh you know it it's not so much the being mostly naked it's the it's the um how difficult the physical stuff was you know it's it's fighting and it's struggling and it's real rope and you know my wrists were destroyed and my all my muscles were destroyed i had awful rug burn on my back um when i was running through the gravel my feet were destroyed and you know regardless of how many times they wrapped them uh it's just my entire body was destroyed by the time i finished shooting um and on the weekends i i could barely move and was just sore and cut up um and you know when you're doing it, when you're in the moment, adrenaline takes over, and it's it's very exciting. You know, it's very exciting, and you know I enjoy those sort of things, and it's very fun. You know, I felt like baby Tom Cruise for a second. <laughs> but man, when the adrenaline settles and you come home, you are so beat up. Like it was it was difficult to take a shower. It was it was not fun, man. Um, so yes, it was
1: <laughs> this- extremely. difficult. Extremely taxing. Uh, Ayushi on Instagram wants to know how have you felt uh, that the kind of impact Jake's character has had to people that are potentially dealing with the same issues as Jake?
0: Man, it's uh, it's you know, to be completely honest, it's sort of difficult to put into words. Um, I've been very fortunate having sort of this I, I think I've I've really been somewhat of a open door for a lot of people, especially a lot of people that follow my work and, and, and follow my you know, whether it's my social media or just sort of, you know, this celebrity thing. Um, and, you know, I've I've had a lot of people voice their um Their personal issues to me. And, you know, it's always usually connected to a character, you know, it started off as, as as TK, you know, whether it was addiction or, or suicide or, or, you know, or depression as well. Um, and then with Jake, it's, you know, it's the same thing. And I've heard so many heartbreaking stories, but, you know, I think, I think the silver lining of all of it is they've, they've since, um, uh, somewhat of a of, of a relief and and I think they see themselves on screen uh, a lot of them for the very first time um, and I think you know I, if the if the initial step is just to be seen and, and sort of heard and and understood I think I think we're doing our job correctly mm-hmm. um you know because I think a big thing of at least why I do this is to connect with people and to tell stories that, you know, are important and, and a lot of times are unspoken. You know, it's sort of uh, representing the people that are, you know, uh, maybe maybe looked past or misheard. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's it's beyond an honor. It, it makes this thing that we do uh, so much more special. You know, it becomes so much more about the work and, and acting and, you know, and, and, and this being a job. It's become very personal to me, and and the fact that you know these people sort of trust me with this information, it's it's unbelievable. It really is, man.
1: I can imagine, and that ties in exactly to my next question. We're gonna go and talk about T.K. Strand now Uh, on your hit show, 911 Lone Star on Fox. You play a fireman who is gay. uh, Just reading. The overwhelming messages that I have personally received since announcing you're going to be on this show, you have become a huge inspiration to the LGBT community. Uh, Very positive, especially to the younger, uh, young adults out there who are in the LGBT community. You just spoke about how it makes you feel. Does that make you put any kind of pressure on you, uh, that you are such a huge inspiration?
0: I don't know if it's, I I don't know if I would use the word pressure. I think I would use the word responsibility. Okay. Um, I think it has made everything for me career wise so much more than just me. Um, it, it I, I understand sort of the, um, what would you even call it? I guess responsibility. I understand the responsibility that I carry with me now. Um, you know, the fact that I have um, reached out to so many people with just this one character and, and how I portray him. Um, and, you know, I take that responsibility completely uh and a hundred percent with with respect and honor um um because for me it, it has become so much more than the work and uh, i'm i'm definitely ready for uh for sort of that 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 uh that responsibility um and you know it's it it, it even makes it more special you know um because you know this this job that we do, it's it's amazing and, and it's fun and you know there's a lot of great perks. But when it becomes, you know, truly unique in the sense that you can um, touch people and 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 inspire people and even change people's lives, which I've heard, I'm not even joking, thousands of people have reached out.
1: Oh yeah, I believe you.
0: Saying you know I, I've changed their life, I've changed. Uh, their 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 career their relationship with their parents their uh, the, of, of them you know not taking their own life of them you know uh, pursuing their dreams of them you know uh, coming out to their parents to their friends um, uh, leaving uh, you know I've, I've spoken to a lot of firemen who are gay and and you know I've I've heard from numerous firemen who have literally left their firehouse because they don't feel comfortable hiding it and are going to another firehouse in the hopes of being who they are truly and not having to hide that anymore. So it's become so much more than TK strand and 911 Lone Star. And it's it, it, like, if you can think of a bigger word than honor, uh, please let me know because it's, that's what it's been since, you know,
1: no, last that, January. That hits it right on. And to give you an example, I mentioned young adults. But I'm going to show you, we have a, our executive producer uh, submitted a video entry, who's a part of the LGBT community, and he wants me to play it for you, so check this out.
0: Ronan, I just wanted to personally thank you so much from by the bottom of my heart and the LGBTQ community for portraying such a great role um, in TK. I know that you are an inspiration to a lot of young youth out there who are struggling to come out to their families. And the way you portray your relationship with Ravlo's character who plays your dad is a great inspiration and a great hope for everybody to kind of be themselves and to come out and feel proud of who they are. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much. And I hope you have a lot of great success on that show. And 911 Lone Star is incredible, and you're incredible on that as well too, with the whole cast as well. Thank you so much.
1: So there you guys. There you have it. Uh, the people you reach uh, is not just a young generation. It spans the young. You know, I don't want to say old because you know I'll probably get in trouble since my executive producer is also my brother if I call it mold, but just the impact, the positive impact that TK, there there have been a lot of gay characters portrayed on TV and films, but there is something about your portrayal of TK strand that transcends all the prior gay community uh, characters that we have seen before. And I wish I can like, put a finger on it as to what it is exactly but i can't it's it's just i can't i can't put a finger on it but you're doing a great job and you're an inspiration to so many people out there and i just want to say thank you my brother my executive producer thank you and you know for the entire lgbt community thank you and my brother said you break the cliche okay of uh what's imprinted in a lot of people's mind so great job on that um now what are your thoughts of what were your thoughts when you got the script for tk strand and you read that script what did you think about the character when you first read it on the script oh my god
0: she's think like a lot of people just, you know, surprised and, and just amazed that how they weren't, they weren't giving into the stereotypes, you know, and, and I think a big thing, you know, it's the focal point of the, of the show is, is the relationship between Owen and TK, you know, and to, to portray that sort of relationship in such a, you know, quote unquote, masculine and machismo, um, career you know being a firefighter
1: Mm
0: -hmm. just just first responders overall you know there's this there's this strange cliche of you know it's this manly job and it's you know you have to be very tough and 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 being gay is just it's just not accepted and it's I, i love that they didn't go into the stereotypes and they didn't give this long drawn out dramatic backstory of How TK came out to his dad and, you know, how difficult it was to be gay with him. It was just sort of like, TK's gay. It's completely normal. His dad is totally on board with it. He's supportive. He's loving. He's a fantastic father. He's a fantastic captain. And then we just get to tell the story of the characters without it focusing on, you know, coming out or, or what it means to be gay. Um, I, it was just very normalized, which is the big thing that, to me, struck gold. You know, and of course that's Ryan Murphy. That's that's Ryan Murphy's genius. That's Ryan Murphy pushing the boundaries. That's Ryan Murphy normalizing these stories that before weren't normalized, you know? No. Especially, I think the big thing, the big, big thing is that it's on Fox. Mm-hmm. A relatively conservative channel. It is. Yeah. It's, it's a network television channel, um, so it has access to so many more people than you know, cable or streaming. So it was, it it, it was it, it's again, it's just Ryan Murphy pushing the boundaries of being a trailblazer, um, you know, and that's just personally the TK story. And then all the other characters that he introduces, you know, Paul, Marjan, Matteo, Raphael. You know, um, uh, it's 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 just the script was the pilot was ridiculous. I you know it's it, it, it was the biggest pilot uh, that Fox had in eleven years, and I'm not surprised.
1: Yeah, it's surprised. yeah, the, it, it, it's insane. The diversity of the characters you have a trans you have someone who's trans and how uh owen was brought down to austin to diversify a firehouse which suffered a tragedy it was amazing uh x little on instagram wants to know can we expect more of tarlos in season two of lone star now i gotta be honest here with you okay Uh, i've watched lone star i binge watched it again recently to get caught up and refresh my mind I did not hear the term Tarlos till earlier today. So, I guess I'm a little behind, but uh, Tarlos is a big thing. Are we going to see more of Tarlos in season two?
0: Tarlos was created by the fans. Tarlos was uh, something that exploded. uh, I think when we premiered our very first trailer and it showed me and Raphael uh, being intimate. And I think Fans were just like oh my god like this is the kind of relationship that we're gonna get on this network procedural Which you never see Mm -hmm. Um, So that's that's sort of uh, that's sort of where it was born, but uh, the answer is Absolutely (laughs) Uh, I sort of teased people on Instagram. I I I like to give them little breadcrumbs of what to expect, Uh but I can honestly say I think there are going to be two scenes, and I can't say what episode. But I think there are going to be two scenes that are going to be the brand new police station scene from season one and the uh, the dinner scene from season one, which were the two favorite Ooh.
1: scenes
0: I think there's two new scenes in season two that people are going to sort of have that same... Uh, very deep connection with um i know i do that's uh, enticing
1: that's definitely enticing can't wait to see that and yeah. I, I just reading rob uh, i'm just reading the com i usually don't read the comments while i'm doing an interview but ronan rubenstein in brazil writes oh my god cannot wait to watch it <laughs> yeah. and i normally don't read chat that's comments good, when i'm doing an interview yeah. <laughs> guys in
0: Brazil, I mean, it's it's unbelievable the the fact that they just voted us, you know, with all of these awards and, it, it just, you know, it's it's just to think how many people voted and and the the other people that were nominated, you know, from every single major show in the world. Uh, it's just, you know, we we we've had one season. It's uh, it's 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 really amazing to see the sort of connection that people have made and with I- the this- show. characters
1: personally i like tv shows that uh create new boundaries push the limits uh, go into new territory and not follow the cliche of what what we've seen before and i think lone star is a perfect example of a new show you guys just have one season season two is coming out but it's a it's a perfect example of a show that is pushing the boundaries to a whole new level now you you work with a great cast on 911 Lone Star. What is it like working with Rob Lowe as your dad on the show? Before we get into that, this is a little before your time, but have you watched any of the John Hughes movies like uh, Breakfast Club with the Brat Pack? Have you ever heard the term Brat Pack? Yes,
0: many times. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm very. I'm very savvy with the 80s movies. Okay, sure. I was going
1: to tell you, the next time we see Rob Lowe, tease him about being, you know, a somewhat member of the Brat Pack. But anyway, uh, what is it like working with Rob Lowe?
0: Uh, man, you know, at first, I was very much a fan and, uh, you know, trying to wrap my head around as, how am I even in the same room with him? How are we, you know portraying this very intimate um relationship of a father and son you know because he is a legend over over 40 years you know and i'm this new kid on the block and at first that was sort of what i was working through and trying to get past that and just focus on the work and you know after that you realize he's just he's you know he's a regular dude he's He's an amazing father. He's an amazing husband. He's a, a hell of a professional. Um, and, you know, the biggest thing that I've learned from him is sort of how he leads by example. You know, he, he mm-hmm. uh, in order to maintain a career that successful for that long, you have to be doing something right. And I think, you know, you have to be a, a, a decent human being because people are going to want to work with you. Again and again, and you know, it's just I take a lot of stuff um, that he tells me, and 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 a lot of stuff is just how he sort of carries himself. You know, he doesn't really need to say much. He's Rob Lowe, exactly. Um, Exactly. So a lot of it's just sort of learning how he, you know, how he sort of carries himself as as an actor, as a as a as a man, as a father, as a husband. um, uh, You know, as as a businessman, he's a hell of a businessman. Um, so it's just sort of learning all those things from him. And, you know, I, I think I've, I've come to the place of, you know, I'm, I very much I'm aware that, you know, we have this incredible relationship on screen and, and, uh, and a great relationship off screen. And, you know, I, I, th- I think knock on wood, we're going to be in, uh, in this for the long haul. So, um, you know, I'm able to look past sort of this, you know, gigantic star and I see him very much as the man. You know, and I think that's made things very sweet and and and, and just easier to uh, to work with.
1: You know, it's funny. And hearing you describing that, uh, I, I just had a flash in my memory. You are very similar to Rob Lowe in St. Elmo's Fire. Okay? Mm-hmm. When he was getting his start, young guy, good-looking guy. So I think the casting... Of Rob Lowe and yourself to play father and son was perfect. Mm. It was perfect. I mean, I, it could not have been cast any better. Um, Adrian on Instagram wants to know what is your fan, what is your favorite fan interaction moment? A moment where you've met a fan that was just like, it's going to forever stick in your mind. Oh man! And I'm sure you've had a lot. <laughs>
0: I've, I've had a lot, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sort of just say one moment and, and, and disregard the other, but um, I think the one that sort of sticks out to me and, and is, is very personal to sort of the character of TK is I had a young fireman reach out to me. Um, he very much keeps uh, – <clears throat> He very much keeps himself being a gay uh, as a secret. Mm -hmm. Um, And he asked me to write down two words that his mom always tells him uh, sort of as a way to keep him motivated and and try to keep him positive. Uh, And he got those two words tattooed on his body in my handwriting. Wow. And he's one of the people that is leaving his firehouse uh to go to a more you know sort of progressive open-minded city uh so he could truly be himself and and to come out to his fellow comrades um that one really blew me away you know i after i spoke to him i i I cried my eyes out um because you know i you don't think you're gonna get these sort of connections from just you know portraying a character on a tv show Um, it, uh, it, it, like I said before, it's so much more than TK and Lone Star now for me. Um, that one sort of sticks out to me.
1: Okay. I don't, this is up to you, but can you share what those words are? I mean, if it's, if, you, if you're not, if it's total just between you and them, that's fine. I mean.
0: It, it's, uh, it's, it's be extraordinary.
1: Um, simple, but great.
0: Simple, but great and it's, it's really sweet that I love that it came from his mom, which shows that, you know, she's supportive and, and keeps him motivated. Um, it's, it's really beautiful. And he sent me a photo of the tattoo and I'm just like, I bet that's you were-
1: my, handwriting. <laughs> you know?
0: it's, it's bizarre, it's bizarre and, and special. And just, you know, it's, it's all still mind blowing and very, very new to me.
1: Um, so, That's awesome. Yeah. That's an awesome story. Thank you for sharing that with us. Now, after TK gets accidentally shot, okay, he starts to question if he's on the right path in his life. Yeah. Uh, by the time we get to the finale, you realize that you are doing what you were meant to do. What was the moment that convinced TK that being a fireman is what he was meant to do?
0: That's a great question, and the writers are brilliant because they specifically portrayed a scene to answer this question, and that's in episode 10 when T.K. and Carlos are having lunch and the solar flare happens, mm-hmm. and that man gets flipped over, and T.K.'s immediate reaction is, there are people in trouble, and I need to help them. And he pretty much saved that woman's life who is drowning in a bus, getting filled up with water, and then goes on fire. Um, And not only does he pretty much save her life, because Owen comes in to to help both of us, but he was willing to give his own life for that woman. Um, He was willing to do everything he could Uh, while breathing in those fumes and you know the the van was filling up with water quickly and he I think in that moment he was willing to sacrifice himself and I think that scene is so crucial to TK's story Um, he is a selfless heroic character um, and it is so awesome that I get to play him because he's such a He's such a good example of, of, of a good person, you know, and, and a noble human being. Um, it's it's really it's really special, and that scene is really special, man.
1: And it's what separates the first responders and how they are heroes. They're the ones who will run into a burning building while everyone else is running out. Now, you and Rafael Silva have this great on-screen chemistry, uh, yeah. and our huge fan favorites, as we've just discussed... What would you say is the best thing working with Raphael and makes that chemistry come to life?
0: I think it's sort of the secret, uh, sort of the secret stuff to any successful relationship on screen, and I think it's comfort and trust. Um, I think if you have those two things, uh, you will have a very, very special relationship on on screen um i think our if i'm not mistaken our very first day working together was the intense makeout scene where we we barged through the door and we're stripping our clothes off and then we you know end up on the couch um so for that to be pretty much the first day of work for us together that really does break down all the walls and breaks down any you know any any sort of of discomfort and awkwardness you might have. Um that's and, a hell of you know,
1: an icebreaker.
0: It's a hell of an icebreaker. <laughs> he's such a <clears throat> such a professional and, and gentleman about everything. And the the crazy thing about Raphael, I think people really forget uh is that this is his first major job. Wow. And he handles it like a veteran. He handles it like someone that's been doing this for a while and 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 just the way he carries himself both as a man and as an actor uh it's just it's it's you know it's really honorable and he uh he's a complete pleasure to work with um you know i always say it's it's my favorite day on work when it's when it's just me and him um not not to say anything uh, about anybody else but
1: i get it i understand yeah
0: they give us the meatiest, um, most layered, uh, complex scenes because uh, you know it's a very complex relationship. Um, so it's it's really it's really special um, what, what what they write for us.
1: It is now. Carlos is ready to make a long term commitment to TK. Uh, yeah. Justifiably so. TK just had his heart broken, in the in the pilot episode the realization of whether you were on the right path, there was a lot of questions going on in, in your head. Do you think that realization in the finale that you are on the right path in regards to being a fireman, will that spill over into the relationship between you and Carlos as to say, hey, maybe this is the man for me?
0: Yeah, uh, I, I, I I, think so. I think, I think the reason for that scene at the very end of season one was to pretty much solidify that they are, you know, they are a couple and and, and they're going to try to make this work. Um, and, you know, that's, uh, that's all I could say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. That, Sorry. that scene, that scene with Owen, uh, where TK confronts Owen, your dad about the lung cancer, a very emotional scene Uh, between you and Rob, that you guys played it perfectly. Did you guys talk about how you guys were going to approach that beforehand? Did you even rehearse it? How did you guys go into that scene?
0: No, that's sort of the beautiful thing about working with someone like Rob, is that uh, I'm very much aware that he's going to bring his sort of work and magic into the scene, and it's sort of a, you know, uh, an, an honor system that he expects the same from me. Mm-hmm. Um, so we sort of, you know, we sort of just read the lines really quick on set. And then he's like, go do your thing. And he's going to go do his thing. And then whatever happens on set happens. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's what you see on screen. Um, that was a very, that was a very, very emotional scene and, you know, of course we shot that on my birthday. And I, 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 always say that was the greatest gift I could have gotten on my, on my birthdays is to, is to, uh, is to do that kind of work, you know, especially with Rob Lowe. Um, it was a very special day for me, uh, as an actor and, and, and just as, as a person. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we sort of, we sort of just bring our own stuff into it. And, and there's a, You know, there's there's very much an honor system with me and Rob. He he knows I'm gonna I'm gonna bring my stuff, and I know he's gonna bring his stuff, and and we just sort of work like that.
1: Yeah, you guys definitely both brought your A game to that scene because it definitely clicked on the screen. Uh, As we mentioned earlier, your character got shot by a young boy who was by accident. He was protecting his family. What made TK? So determined to check up on the boy after you were released from the hospital to make sure that that boy was okay
0: because you know it, it's the right thing to do. Um, I think TK was very much aware that it, it was an accident, and I think that that beautiful scene in the hospital when Owen is talking to TK and TK asked Owen if if anyone's checked on the kid Mm -hmm. and to see and to see how the kid's doing and 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 owen says of course you're asking about the person who shot you um because you know tk understood that it was a kid it was a small kid who was frightened and trying to protect his family um and you know there was no hostility there uh, there was no vengeance there. Um, I think TK knew that was the right thing to do. And I think TK really felt bad for the kid, you know, regardless of the fact that TK was the one that got the bullet in his chest. Yeah, he, like, can you imagine how traumatic that probably is for that, for that little boy? And I think your and
1: character I, says it, the, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I think your character says it the best when you're in the hospital where you yeah. say, I'm going to get up and walk away. He's going to yeah. be living with this for the rest of his life that's a great exactly. line
0: a great line exactly exactly that's that's a that's that that's the one right there is 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 this kid you know that's probably going to haunt him and and it's probably going to mess him up um so i think he knew he had to sort of um uh, you know uh to pretty much to patch that up in in, in the hopes of saving that little kid's future mm-hmm. um because that that is some th- that could be severe trauma um, so I, I, I love I, again. It's another example of TK being a noble, good human.
1: Exactly, noble, good, and you could see by the end of that scene between you and that little boy, you made a great. difference. Uh, you could see that the boy could start okay. letting go of some of that guilt that he was okay. holding on to. We're running out of time, but I want to ask you: You co-starred with Liv Tyler in a great film a while back called uh, Jamie Marks is Dead. Uh, yeah. How was your experience on that set on the film, and what was it like working with Live Again?
0: Oh, I, I would, I wouldn't call that co-star. I think I was like a, uh, what would you even call that? Like a featured, <laughs> like a featured background actor. I was like, I was like part of the of the crew of guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. I never met Liv on that uh it, you know it is funny that we were both in that it was, it was a long time ago. Um but on on 911 Lone Star man that was that was again that was a very much what am I doing here moment. You know, she she's someone that I've watched my entire life and have looked up to and you know she's in some of my favorite movies of all time and mm-hmm. I literally, as we're shooting, she just finished. Uh, I mean, Ad Astra just came out with Brad Pitt, yeah. and the fact that you know she's sitting next to me in the hair and makeup trailer, and it it was that that was all so bizarre to me. And she's um she's amazing. She's an amazing human being, and you know, again, for someone that could sustain that sort of career for so long, it it really shows you um, what kind of person you're working with. Uh, and it, it was just, it's, it's, it's crazy to have her and Rob in season one is just, it was ridiculous, man.
1: One last question before we got to go Are there yeah. any similarities between Ronan Rubenstein and TK Strand? What, if they are, what is the biggest similarity between you guys?
0: I mean, I sure hope so.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I, I, uh, I, I, I do know that my sort of, my priority and my, you know, sort of mission in life, very much like TK, is just to, you know, to make the, I mean, it's, as cliche as this is going to sound, don't make fun of me, is, uh, is to make the world a better place. You know, my, as, as a lot of people know, my big thing is fighting for climate justice mm-hmm. and trying to save our planet and, you know, with that, that means saving the people. And helping the people that live on this planet, um, and I think that's something that is very much going on with T- with TK. You know, he's a very noble, uh, good person who wants to help people. You know, he physically helps people as a first responder, and you know, I feel like I'm I'm helping a lot of people with you know whether it's through social media or through the or through the characters I play on on screen. Um, I I would very much hope that. Me and TK have that similarity. Um, you know, I, I I couldn't do what TK does. Uh, he's he's much braver than I am. Um, but yeah, I, I I do I do hope that we share that similarity. Well,
1: yeah. Well, talking to you for this last hour, I see a lot of similarities between you and TK, Ronan. Hey. I want to thank you so much for being here with us, guys. Please check out Smiley Face Killers. It's available on every major streaming platform. Uh, Fandango Now, Amazon Prime, it's everywhere. It's a great movie. Ronan is the star of the movie. It is inspired by true events, as it's explained to you. It's explained to you in the beginning of the movie. Uh, Check it out. You won't be disappointed. Great film. And, of course... uh, when will season two of Nine One One be dropping? Can you tell us? Or
0: yeah, absolutely. It's it's very public. Uh, it will premiere January eighteenth. All right. At, at nine p.m. on Fox, and then 9-1-1 is premiering an hour earlier at eight p.m. So it's a back to back.
1: Awesome. Awesome. That's coming up very soon. Yes. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you to our many, many viewers who tuned in tonight to watch this interview. Ruben, you're a wonderful human being. It was my honor to talk to you. Uh, any final thoughts you wish to share with your fans?
0: Again, I, you know, I can't say this enough. It's just uh, thank you for the support. Um, uh, Smiley Face Killers means so much to me on a personal level. I, I I really did give my all mentally and physically for this film, and, and I'm just I'm honored that people are connecting to it and people are, are watching it uh, all around the world. And um, thank you for having me and 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 able to talk about this film that I'm I'm very much passionate about.
1: It was my honor to talk to you, and thank you again, guys. Thank you so much. Stay safe, and remember, stay walking. Good night, everyone.